1: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential.
2: Hi, Laura K. Carnell. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, A Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Uh, we're going to talk about an interesting subject that, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't really touched on prior, and that is, are you are dysfunctional family relationships holding you back and family roles holding you back? Because often the roles we take on in our family life as a kid, there's certain things we do and certain things that, um, are absolutely necessary to growing up and staying alive and just getting through your childhood, but then we carry them into adulthood and they can hold us back carrying on these same roles. Uh, you've been a trauma coach and helping people with a variety of issues, including this, but uh, share a little bit about your backstories before we head into this topic.
3: Sure. Yeah. So being a trauma-informed coach, like most of us, I got into this because of the things that I had been through myself. Mm -hmm. And I should mention, I'm also an author. I'm a self-help author. And I have a book coming out next September that deals with these exact topics. So basically, I'm coaching about the same things that I write about. And growing up in a dysfunctional family myself with a lot of emotional abuse and neglect, Just processing that and learning how to tell the truth about that actually created this career for me very organically because I started to share online about what I was going through that built the audience. I was blogging about it. That became the book. So Mm -hmm. this all happened over the last couple of years. Um, It just took on a life of its own, really.
2: Yeah, it's so funny how life does that when you have your own specific need that you need to heal or whatever it might be, many of our business owners came to their very business because of their own need they had in their life in any which way. Maybe it's a product and I need it, so I create it. And, uh, and this is something that's very needed because as you said, you went through it. Now, how did it rear its ugly head for you as far as old family roles that didn't quite meet where you where you are today as an adult? Yeah, so
3: for me, I think... I played the scapegoat role for most of my life, and that is the person who wants to tell the truth about what's going on in the family. They tend to be more sensitive and creative, and so they're quite innocently wanting to get to the bottom of things and just wanting to sort of work through the issues with their family. But what they don't know is that the family does not want any of that. And so the scapegoat is a threat because they are going to expose what the family does not want people to know about. But all that can even be subconscious. Like it's Mm -hmm. often not that your parent is trying to push you down or make it all your fault But just because of the nature of your personality and that you want to bring things out into the open, Mm -hmm. they tend to want to push you down and just kind of keep you quiet. Because in dysfunctional families, keeping the system going is what is most important, even when the system is totally broken. So Mm. emotional honesty and getting to the bottom of things is really anathema to what the dysfunctional family is all about. So I was in that role. And, um, that's really, it's the most intolerable role, arguably, I would say, because there's so much shame and blame that's piled Mm -hmm. on you. And I think finally, I just reached a point where I couldn't really tolerate it anymore. And I started to speak out about it and find other people like me who were being honest about these things. Mm -hmm. And one thing led to another. And now here I am estranged from a lot of my family, but living, you know, a life that's authentic and true to me and where I don't have to hide or pretend anymore. So it's pretty wonderful.
2: You know, it's interesting, the scapegoat um, role. I think I played much of that my myself in my own life, because I'm just like, call it like I see it type of gal. But that seems to be a macro or micro level of what happens in the real world and a mi- micro level, you know, out in, in the world and jobs and, you know, whatever it might be in other relationships and, in, in just society. It's amazing how often those roles will come up and people like, let's keep it hush hush and, and not just tell things as they are.
3: Yes. And when you say that, I really think of the whistleblower in a corporation.
2: Yeah. If
3: you look at whistleblowers, like the guy um, in the cigarette company who blew the whistle on how cigarettes are actually bad for you and Mm -hmm. how they destroyed his life. He Mm -hmm. lost everything in order to tell the truth about this company and the damage it was doing. So you're right. When you say there's a societal component to this as well, you can find it in companies as well as families. Yes.
2: Now, can I ask you uh, researching all of this is this, you know, there's different roles that people can play. I'm sure um, the, Uh, that's not the only role that people could end up playing in their life. But is it kind of people's personality, whatever role they take on is one they kind of gear towards? Or is it something that you kind of nurture into?
3: I think it could be both. I don't have the black or white answer to that. I think Mm. it could be a number of things going on, but some of the other roles would be the mascot and that would be the kid who diffuses tension by making a joke or making (laughs) themselves look silly. Um, So taking the focus off the conflict in the family. Mm. And then another one would be the enabler. And that Mm. is the person in the family. It could be the spouse of an addict who is enabling an addiction Or it just could be the person who is sort of the martyr and always helping and thereby not allowing people to Mm -hmm. take care of their own problems, not Mm -hmm. allowing problems to come to the surface, just rushing in to smooth everything over. Mm -hmm. And their fear is that the family is going to fall apart if they don't do this and they're going to be all alone. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Another role would be the lost child, and this is the one who is really ignored and who. Lies under the radar in an effort to just stay away from the conflict. Mm -hmm. But as a result, they feel their needs are not being met. They almost feel like they're not a part of the family, Mm -hmm. that nobody really cares about them. And even though they desperately want attention, Mm -hmm. they don't really go out of their way to get it. And they might have trouble expressing themselves. That's a big thing for them.
2: Wow. Yeah, I can see as you're talking about each of them, some people that I've met in my life or different people in my family that might play each of those roles. How does a person that I'm thinking for everyone to come to the table like you were mentioning and open their eyes and what role are you paying and how can we play a more healing role together? I'm guessing it, it starts with yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, and I believe that's why most of my clients and a lot of people doing this work tend to be the scapegoat and I think it's because that's the most painful one and it's not to take away from the other ones that they Mm -hmm. aren't painful because Mm -hmm. they are but I think that there is a reward to the other ones that there really isn't with the scapegoat so Mm -hmm. you know the mascot gets to be the funny one you know Mm -hmm. the lost child is left alone Mm -hmm. etc um but I think that although all the rules are difficult, it seems to me the scapegoat tends to seek help yeah. the most because it's so intolerable.
2: Is there a way to bring healing? Let's say, well, we just passed Christmas and Thanksgiving and I've often heard conflict at the table. My mom used to be one that once all the dinner was on the table, let's get this over with so and clean the dishes. And I'm like, but we're this is fun. <laughs> but, um, you know, there can be that conflict that people have at by either the, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas. And is there a way that maybe we could bring together a more healing time together and maybe open up even in a positive way? That's not too scary. I'm thinking, is there a way maybe to even bring a game into it so that it's not so threatening?
3: Yeah. See in a truly dysfunctional family, <laughs> like, that's not going to go over well. Uh And the whole reason for these roles is that, you know, talking about problems or kind of bringing them up, emotional honesty, like I said, are really not tolerated. Mm. And these roles evolve so that we actually don't deal with our issues. Mm. And the only fun way we deal with an issue is sort of in the mascot way. And that would be making light of things, but it's not honest. You know, we yeah. we love to make light of things when we're being real with each mm-hmm. other. We can do that. But in the dysfunctional family, the lightheartedness is to distract from the truth of what's going on. But you can do things as someone in one of these roles um, to heal yourself, And sometimes when you heal yourself, that can have a positive impact in the other people in your life, including dysfunctional family members. Mm -hmm. It's no guarantee, but it is going to help you deal with them better, probably. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: I'm guessing if anyone's listening in, they're like, I can't quite pigeon which one I really am. Because I'm guessing some people could feel I feel like I'm a couple of them? How do they zero in on what role they may be playing and how they could begin to escape that role?
3: Yes, that's a really great point. Because sometimes you play a different role at different times in your family. Mm. And sometimes say, one person in one role decides to estrange from the family then another person might be put into that role, whether they like it or not, they may become the new scapegoat or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have a quiz that you can do if you want, that Mm -hmm. will help you. It's got the five ones that I just mentioned. So if you want to do that at my website, you can do that. And it will tell you if you suspect you're one of these, it will tell you which one. Um, But like you said, yes, you can play different roles at different times I think I played the scapegoat role at one time, Mm -hmm. I might have played the hero role at another time, and the hero is the final one, Mm -hmm. and that's the one who is the overachiever. So that's Mm -hmm. the one who brings pride to the family Mm -hmm. and shows the world that the family must be doing okay, because look how well this child is doing. And Mm. so the hero really feels like they have to be perfect and they feel like they have to fly the flag for the family Mm. and kind of, you know, hold it all down. They will tend to have a really good career or something like that uh, just to show the world that, yeah, we're fine. Look at how our son or daughter is doing. Mm.
2: You know, that that's fascinating you say that, Laura, because um, I, I recall hearing people say, oh, yes, I saw those people on Facebook all the time where, you know, social media can be so deceiving and and they'll be like, oh, they're so happy they're this. And then you find out some horrible family event happened or someone, you know, they got divorced and then the bubbles popped and everyone's like, whoa, we thought they had it all together and everything was perfect. And I guess it goes to show that every family has some issues of some sort because no one's perfect.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This is so true. And sometimes we're playing these roles and we're not even really aware that we're doing it because we've been doing it for so long. We don't Mm -hmm. know any other way. Mm -hmm. So there are there are a few ways that if you are in one of these roles, you can kind of take baby steps to get out of them if you recognize it. Mm -hmm. And if you want, I can share some of those. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So for the scapegoat, I think it would be seeing yourself outside of the way that your family defines you. So as the scapegoat, you would tend to see yourself the way you've always been told you are, even if that's not really who you are. And your family might tend to bring out the worst in you. So just start to take an inventory of your strengths and maybe ask other people that you trust outside of your family what they think of you and start to define yourself that way Mm. Um, for the mascot it could be to don't be so afraid of conflict so don't rush in to diffuse the tension you know it's not your responsibility to stop people from being uncomfortable see if you can let yourself feel a little bit uncomfortable and let others be a little uncomfortable too And Mm -hmm. this is how we get to intimacy as well. So Mm -hmm. joking around all the time, if it's not authentic is a real barrier to intimacy and the mascot can really be missing that in their lives Mm -hmm. and um, not rushing into diffuse tension can help them get that. And then Mm -hmm. for the lost child, it would be expressing themselves, just practice expressing yourself because it's something that you have not done and that you've not been encouraged to do. Um, For the hero, it would be allowing yourself to not be perfect. So just giving yourself a break and knowing that the world is not going to end if you um, admit that you're human. And for the enabler, I think it is setting boundaries. So the enabler has Mm -hmm. very poor boundaries because they tend to just want to do for everyone else and Mm -hmm. put their own needs on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So it would be to tap into what they need and try to meet those needs as well as other people's.
2: Wow. You know, you mentioning the enabler one, I, I had a good, very good friend many years ago who's um, mom, I didn't realize was an enabler. She would always do everything for everyone. They come to the house, we'll just cook for you, take off your coat. I'll cook. Just really, really helpful, and she liked being helpful. But it got to a point. I think she got sick one time in her life, and she just had a big family meeting. And I was visiting, and she said, "Here's how it's going to go down from now on. I'm taking some me time. People, you're all going to do your own thing." And we were shocked because we were like we didn't even know you were unhappy. But it was it was awesome that she found her voice and and finally expressed herself. And everyone was like, wow, okay. Oh, I love that.
3: I love that story. Because that's such a victory, because it is so difficult when you've been doing this your whole life to Mm -hmm. break out of it. And I can't imagine what she had to go through internally to get to that point. So I give her a ton of credit and I hope that she reaped a lot of rewards out of that.
2: Yeah, I think she did. And it's great for everyone to see, okay, maybe we have been a little too relying a little too much on mom and let's give her a break and help her out a bit. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I love having you here today and talking about this important subject. I hope anyone who sees themselves in these different roles begin to look inward and see where you might lie at any given time within these roles and how you might begin to come out fully and not get stuck into individual roles that might keep you from not your full potential and from growing as a human being. Um, But let them know where they can find out more about you and also get that wonderful quiz you mentioned.
3: Sure, absolutely. So I think the best place to find me would be Instagram. That's where my largest audience is. And that's at Laura K. Connell. And that's where the quiz is if you go to the link in my bio, and you can also see a couple of other offers I have there. So I would send people there.
2: That's awesome. Laura, I just have to thank you for all the wonderful work you're doing to save families, all this trauma going forward in the future. I wish you the very best in 2023. And thank you for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you.
3: It's been a pleasure to be here. You betcha